You know what Ron calls you? What? Tell Just me. Just take a guess. Tell me. What does he call her? Uh-huh. Go. Go. The boss. The boss. Yeah, yeah the boss. exactly. That's fucked the up, boss. Right? He's like the boss. That makes Steven just good. look like a like a like he's I was like You know, Ben, it's amazing how far you can get along in life if you don't mind who takes the credit. That's fine. Am I right? Man. That's fine. You can get I'm a long saying, way in life if you don't care who takes the credit. As long as it's happening. <laughs> yeah. That's it. No, I, I it was just funny because he was like, he was like, Yeah, so Erica, and he goes, the boss. And I was like, yeah, so Erica yeah. did. He goes, he goes, the boss. <laughs> he knows. He knows what's I was like, the boss of, you mean Steven? He goes, the boss. Just I got a good boss. one for you. CEO of Malvin. Just the boss. Yeah, I said, CEO of Malvin. Oh, wow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Par 3 Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Maubin. We got my man, J.R. Smith, Ben Baller, and the real boss who paid the cost, Erica Maubin. Welcome to the first team. Welcome to the first tea, baby. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to finally be here. I've been waiting for you guys to invite me on, you know? We got to have you on if we're going to have this slum next to me on. <laughs> I think so, too. You know what I've been waiting for? What? Someone stole my pink Miami Vice, Miami Mulligans, Miami oh, shirt. I remember. From, and you said, I got you, Ben. Don't worry, I got you. You're still waiting on it. Five months later. <laughs> I remember I was running around at that whole event looking for a bag for you, but I just, we couldn't pull it off. I still do owe you I that. I love that shirt because it was heavy to, and it was like, oh, man. We're going to have to make a reissue just for you. <laughs> I need it. Uh, when, when is your first actual, you know, introduction with the game of golf? So I'd say, okay, so this is like kind of an interesting story. I think that like people are always like very curious about how we started the brand together and like how golf kind of has been like in both of our lives for as long as it has been. Um, My dad was a big golfer. So I grew up like all the vacations, it was like golf, everything was golf. And, you know, I was young. I like took lessons as a kid just because he wanted me to and I'd go and go to the driving range. And so I was like exposed to golf throughout my whole life. Um, you know, I still like go to my mom's house. Like I still have like my dad's like, uh, what is it? Like his bag that we have that's. Um, He's got like a big bird. No, no, it's, not a, a big, uh, it's um, you're, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. And like what. Cleveland tour bag with t- his name, name on, on it. it. And like, we still have that in the garage. And so like, I, I grew up always around golf but didn't really like fully appreciate it as much as I do now. Um, But I understood it. I understood like the culture of it, like the customs and like what it meant to like, for like I think family values and just like, you know, how it could like really bring people together. I grew up between LA and the Philippines. And so um, I lived there for six years and like, that was a kind of a different golf experience. And I know you guys have all traveled and like played in in those places where you have like five caddies chasing you it's like it's quite nice and so I think like that part of it I always liked like it was like, easy I and remember yeah <laughs> my ex-wife's oh yeah Filipino. exactly yeah Her there you go grandfather was a senator of the Philippines so it's like you know I was in Makati and through the fort and everything for every year for the last 13 years my kids have been there you know my kids are obviously half Filipino yeah so it's like a trip going out there and having 10 yayas and 
having all that stuff. And she went to high school there. She went to CSA. Did you go to ISA? I went to ISM. Yeah. Oh, ISM. Okay. Yeah. But um, well, Stephen always jokes. He's like, "I'm not your yaya." It's like a helper fucking helper. It's a whole different level it's a of yaya, yaya, bro. Just people who just follow you around and it's like, here, charge my phone. Do this, do that. You just JR, I'll have it's non four my whole trip. I'll have four yayas. So Erica, Laundry, go get my food, go get Erica this, go get this. Is accustomed to the yaya lifestyle. Yeah. So she'll say, if we're both sitting here like this, she'll say, Can you do me a favor? And I'll say, of course, honey. And she'll say, get my laptop. <laughs> it's like, well, we're both fucking sitting here. You know what I mean? It's like, that's a favor? It sounds like a yaya request to me. Like, I'll get it. But that's not a favor. You that's know, a, that's a demand. When you're sitting down, you're comfortable. But it's my favorite. Like, I'll be honest with you. There's a reason why it's more fun in the Philippines. You I know, agree. like, it's like, especially like, you know, if you're staying in Metro Manila, it's like, even, I don't give a how many times you can be in Rockwell, Makati or nothing. It's like, well, I, I, I lived in Rockwell yeah. when I lived there. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, dude, I almost bought a house there. It's like, there's nothing like going to Bali Sin or going to Makati. I mean, going to, um, to uh, Boracay or going to Palawan. And did you guys ever go to um, Amampulu or no? Oh, Amampulu? Yeah. I've been there before, but oh Stephen hasn't yet. God. I've been to Boracay and I just went over Christmas. We went and I played Wok Bok. I played Manila Golf Club, which Station is like- Station one, right? Manila Golf Club no is like, a, uh, too. It's like their version of Augusta National. So it's made with like the same caddies. It looks very, very similar. And it's the most expensive membership in all of Asia. And Ugh. it's right downtown Manila with yeah. like skyscrapers all the way around it. It's uh, What's the membership cost? I think it was $2 million, right? I think. I think it's more. It might be more. But yeah, you like, I remember. Everything else though, JR, like... You can have, like, it's cheap there. Well, I people don't want it. Yeah. People, labor is cheap. Yeah, 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 for not sure. Not real estate, not, you know. No, of yeah. course. Like, when I was like, because, you know, just my wife's family's from Forbes, yeah. from Dosma, you know, so it's like, that's yeah. the Bel Air of, of the area. Yeah. But like, going out there, it's just like, two man. million on the golf membership. But it's everything else is dirt cheap, bro. But, but I'm just saying, also, like, you know, yeah, also, no, like, it's, it's a, I would of, assume so. No, but, hey, but, but should but, be free. But JR, you, it's, it's like putting money in the bank because the value is going to go up. And if you want to leave, you can sell your membership. Yeah, you can sell your membership. So it's, He's still it's like, not mm. like you're getting stuck with it. It's like buying a house for $2 million and selling it in 10 years for $3 million. Like, the price is going to go up. So you're saying so it's it, an it, investment. That's why I want to join. JR. You know? <laughs> JR, when I was out there like in 2012, my buddy, like bought, my buddy bought a luxury high-rise condo in the fort and the fort was just blowing up at that point. He bought a luxury high-rise, two-bedroom, 2,000-square-foot apartment, doorman, everything for $80,000 US. And it's barely at like 700 grand right now. It's not even like, it's, and that's like a crazy price for the place. Everything yeah, is cheap Yeah, I was going to say there. like it's 80 like, grand. Like, Should have jumped on that. I mean, after this. Just like, just do it. <laughs> what did it, did it make you happy that uh, Jason Day's back? Yeah, you know. That he won? Filipinos. Since 2000 and what, 19 is the last time? Jason Day's Filipino? Half. Uh, Australian Filipino. Yeah, because I just thought he was Australian. Yeah. I didn't know what he was. I didn't know if yeah. he was part black. And he just part. won. Like, that's golf is a yeah, crazy Filipino. game, isn't it? When you go from number one in the world, it's like, think about how hard you have to fight to become number one in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you flounder down to the hundredth, right? hundredth in the world. It's like Ricky. Ricky just crept back into like top 50 or something yeah. like that. It's crazy. Well, wait a second. 11 years since he won a, 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 a 
Yeah. Sure that, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Jason, our okay, Tito Jason, our Filipino pride, right? But yeah, so I mean, I grew up golfing like around it. I wasn't a serious golfer, but I took lessons as a kid. Um, and then actually, like when Steve and I met, golf wasn't like a part of our lives at all. I didn't even know like he had a history in golf or like he played or any of that stuff because he lived in New York and then moved to LA. And we didn't really go, we didn't go golfing. We would go out and like we were doing other things. And then when we decided to have a family, it was like, okay, now we got to like kind of change some things around again. And Steven started golfing again. And he has never stopped since. Mm. So you said you 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 weren't like a serious golfer before. Are you technically a serious I'm golfer now? I'm extremely serious now. Okay, extremely I like that. Serious. I mean, I know I seen you at the kids event, and we we know. We oh, well, it. that was a really bad day for me. I no, mean, it's gone up a lot. It's gone a lot then. better. You already also because Jr. Playing. was like here, like to have this, and then I was like whiffing the ball like over and over. Jr. put her on that tuka, and it was over. <laughs> but, we still, like, but we still did win, so. I feel like certain things we just not supposed to oh, say. Sorry. Like, you know, sorry, I didn't we're know. We're supposed to leave that where we okay, had it on okay, that I'm tuka sorry. stick. Wait a second, have you taken any lessons from Ron yet? Oh, yeah. Ron <laughs> wow. and I are on speed dial. Look at that. Um, you know what's interesting? Like, I think your coach is super important because, like, I've had different coaches that Steven's recommended. Like, I go different places, but, like, I love Ron. And then I have one coach that I see every year when I, we go to France for this Evian event. And, like, he's probably my favorite other than Ron. I mean, you know, they kind of— She thinks that. about him all year, this French— Fucking Romeo. Any coach in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? She loves getting the lessons yeah. with this fucker. Because he's like, you could have had any coach in the world, but you chose Ron. Wee oui, wee. Oui. No, oui, I'm just oui. saying, you know, yeah, Ron has been a different type of person in my life with what's going on in my life. I think I talked to him more than I even talked to my therapist. You he's know, kind he's of just like really a been too. just a good dude. And 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 on top of that, it's been more than just golf, but never in a million years you would have told me this guy that the 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 the, the Skinny anorexic Ronnie Dangerfield will be like one of my best friends. Chain smoking. I see you eating sushi with him, going out yeah. to dinner, fucking I mean, hanging out. I talk to him like, every day. Hey, can Ron come up and stay at the house? Like, I talk to him almost week? every day. He like, calls. Sure. All right, like, well, what? Where's my swings, you fucker? It's like what? I sent you a swing yesterday. Where's the swings from today? I feel like hold Ron, on. I have one right here. Send it to him, and then he fucking plays it right back. Well, don't you remember the original? The original podcast was the Ron and Remy show. Yeah, when we when COVID started, we did the Ron and Remy show, and they were doing a uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Ron and Remy. I got graphics and everything. Yeah, there's a the Ron I'll and Remy show. I'll get you the graphics of the Ron and Remy um, show for the like. Ron is definitely a part of our family, so he is. And you know, I was a little reluctant. I've referred him like all beginners and stuff, and then a buddy of mine, I've been golf for like eight years. He's a member at Bel Air, member at Hillcrest. And um, he's probably like a five index. So he's really good. And he goes, hey, man, I got to ask you a favor. I was like, okay. Madison Club. Um, what? And he goes, can you introduce me to your coach? And I was like, why? Because I was kind of nervous. And I was like, shit, now. I mean, he does coach Jesper as a PGA. But I'm like, I don't know. Because I'm, you know, I, I, Ron's good. But at the same time, for me, and, and of course, Steven is, is a two or three. But I'm just saying, like, I'm worried, like, Six. Can Ron do like, <laughs> can Ron get this guy right? I think it's so tough. Like one thing, like obviously I'm a, I'm consider myself still a beginner golfer. Like I play golf. I'm getting better. I'm putting the work in. She's I getting think. a lot of chances for pars now. 
Yeah, good. a lot Love more good. chances you know? for pars. So like we're actually getting good chances for pars for yeah. the first time since we've been Start. together. And she has flashes of excellence. I love that. Right? Flash of I love excellence. Like, you know, we played with Jesus for golf. Yeah. Jacob. Jacob, me and tournament. Jacob hit from the back tees and, uh, and Igor. All three of us hit it really well. Erica hit from the women's tee. She outdrove all of us by 40 yards, including Jesus, right? Except Jesus was the No, then she driver. hit a six iron right <laughs> on the front of the Steven, green. Jesus wasn't using a driver. Oh, yeah, though. Jesus hit a two iron. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, same thing. Same difference. Yeah. She hits the driver down the middle on number nine at the preserve. And then she hits a six iron right on the front of the green. And in three putt. Yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean. But like we had, we had our moments. She had a birdie putt the other day, like five foot birdie putt downhill. We it was it was me and someone versus her and Igor, and Remy, she goes right? up all quick. Oh no, the guy fucking hit from the birdie start. putt puts it like six foot past the hole. You know, I'm like, what are you rushing for? We had a birdie. He's like, slow down. <laughs> like, where are you going? Your man's in the bunker. I think like I think having a caddy is helpful for me too. Just because I need like, Ron's actually a pretty good caddy too, though. By the way, he he he. I mean, I'm sorry as far as like getting in your ear and stuff. Yeah, and we had him in the tournament. I need someone to like kind of tell me like I need a little focus. I need someone to tell me like okay, this eighty percent like. You know where I get jealous? It? Why? I don't know anybody that gets FaceTime lessons. This guy calls in the middle of my lesson. Ron's like, "Hey, I was like, what are you doing, bro? What, what you, what's going on?" He goes, "It's Steven, dude." I was like, "So what, bro? Tell him to call back, bro. Tell him to call at ten o'clock." And he goes, "Hold on, be right back." Seven minute FaceTime lesson. Remember the, the other Doesn't day? Doesn't take I was, much. I like, what are you doing? I think bro? I was in that lesson too. Maybe that was when Ben was. Well, in dude, that I lesson. do it all the time. I've been having like issues. Don't like, interrupt my lesson. Bro. Ron says well, I have to hinge me to hit my wrist. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Like I'm not hinging soon enough. And so then I was on the driving range with Steven trying to hinge simultaneously, and I was getting so frustrated. It was so frustrating, and I was like screaming. I couldn't handle it. I think it's like whenever you're trying to put some sort of new move into your yeah, it's hard swing. It's hard to adjust, and then you're thinking like, "Is this right? Is this not right?" Like, what? But you then know? you get the. But then you get the, and you're fixed. Yeah, and you're fixed, and you're fixed. I'm like, and you're fixed. That's so when no, I hang I'm, up, and he goes back to you. Been a long day. Time for a long drink. The finished drink. Proud sponsor of the Part Three podcast. Long drink. Get yours at longdrink.com. Cheers. I would love to see JR with Ron for like one hour. So we need to do like I an was going to go over there the other day. It's an funny. offsite, an offsite at from live from Witset. That'd be amazing. Yeah, right. So how many lessons have you got from Ron? Oh, a lot. Oh, really? Oh, Shit. a lot. Probably like eight. Probably more than eight over ten, the years. Eight or ten. I mean, but then, but then we'll Facetime with her a little bit up there too, and, and he'll she watch has a guy. Swing and he'll she has give a guy, me feedback. Ian, you know what Ron calls you? What? Tell Just me. take a guess. Tell me. What does he call her? Oh. Go. Go. The boss. The boss. Yeah, yeah the boss. Exactly. That's fucked The up, boss. Right? He's like the boss. That is makes Steven just good. look like a, like a, like he's, I was like. You know, Ben, it's amazing how far you can get along in life if you don't mind who takes the credit. That's fine. Am I right? Man. That's fine. You get I'm a long saying, way in life if you don't care who takes the credit. As long as it's happening. <laughs> yeah. That's it. No, I, I, it was just funny because he was like, he was like, yeah, so. Erica and he goes the boss and I was like, yeah. So Erica yeah. he goes he goes the boss. <laughs> he knows he knows what I was like happening. the boss of you mean Stephen? He goes 
the boss. Just I got a good boss. one for you. CEO of Malvin. Just the boss. Yeah, I said CEO of Malvin. Oh, wow. If you were the CEO of the LPGA Tour and the boss, where would you start? So I think that like as we've, we're launching women's, which is super yeah. exciting and it's in something that we've been working on for a long time. Um, you know, I think that like as someone who loves golf, loves like culturally and loves like what Steve and I started with Malvin and being able to like bring golf to more people, make it more accessible and more fun. You know, I think that like we need to tell those stories more and like we've, you know, with the women also, like these are women that are golfers, but they're also like other things, right? Are they mothers? Are they, you know, have other interests? And I think that like, you know, people find people find interest it interesting when you like actually know somebody and you can relate to them on more than just one level. And so I think that like if there's an opportunity to kind of like learn about these players um, and what their interests are outside of just golf, because like it's hard to relate to somebody who's that good at golf on that level. You know, because at the same time, it's like even like the male pros, it's like they're amazing golfers and like it's so fun to watch them. But like, how do you relate to that? Like, it's like the same as like any other athlete, but like with other sports, you kind of sometimes get to see other sides of, of these people. Whereas like in golf, they really try to keep that separate or like they try to like shield that. So I think there's something there. But I just think like the LPGA just needs like a better push. Like the MWNBA is finally getting it after all these years. And like, you know, Yedem is like, that's fam. That's like my little sister, right? And she's Korean. And so like to see that, a Korean girl get signed to Malbin, like it was so dope. And she loves you guys. So the clothes. So all these Korean LPGA players have been like, Ben Opa, can you help me get clothes? Whatever. Because, you know, obviously you guys had women's clothes in Korea for yeah. a while. Yeah. And I'm like, I got no plugs. They're like, you're literally draped in Malbin all the time. I was like, it is men's stuff. I have no ties. And then Yedem gets signed not gonna lie to you there was low-key like not not hate but like jealousy do you know what i mean they were like yo because they're not getting these shots but at least you guys opened the door and now like more dope women golfers could come in and you know rep and and i think you guys are gonna really be super successful on this women's stuff because if you look at what i don't want to say any names because you mess up my sponsorship money right but like <laughs> the other brands that are making women's clothes yeah they're not doing no fly shit yeah and just like i think bringing in like you know what's happening in the world outside of just golf too. Cause obviously comfort and, um, you know, and the ability to wear it on course is important, but like also represent yourself. How do you feel like if you're feeling good about how, what you're wearing, you're going to play better. You're going to like Absolutely. have more fun. So Look I'm good, excited you feel about good, you it. Play good, they pay good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what JR calls a pro shop? What? His closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's just another so, place I mean, where I hang up my stuff, you know? No, no offense. I know you guys have built the men's and men's is dope and amazing, right? But like on a one to 10, how excited are you to build the women's brand in America? I'm excited about it. I think that it's time. Like when we started the brand, I knew that it was like, it was time for men's at that time, right? Because when we started, people were, Steve and I were like, Steven's, okay, Steven's golfing all the time. He's like obsessed with golf and he's posting on his Instagram and I'm like, Steven, like, okay, like, you know, we got to like do like, what's the plan here? Like, I'm just like, let's do something with this because you're so passionate about it. And there's a space in the market for like, for just like 
someone to tell that story. We didn't really know exactly what it was going to be yet. Was it going to be apparel? Was it going to be like, we were figuring that out, but it was like, there's an opportunity here for us to speak to people like yourselves that like love golf, love the, the sport, but also love other things too. And like have other stories, right? Like besides just golf. Lifestyle. Yeah. But is like unified by golf. And like, I think that that's, you know, kind of how we started men's. And at that time, people were like, oh, you guys are crazy. Like, golf's dying. Like, no one's playing. There's less people playing than ever before. But, like, we just knew that, like, there was this opportunity because we felt it. And we just, we were the, our own consumers in a sense. And so, and we would go to, like, the pro shops and the Roger Dunn's of the world and be like, what? I'd go, like, looking for gifts for Steven and be like, I can't buy him anything. Like, there's nothing. So, yeah. I'd, I'd buy him, like clothes to wear that were not golf clothes. So it was like, okay, well, how do we like bridge this gap, right? And so- What brands were, would you buy me like instead? I bought like, like polo, like Ralph Lauren acne. clothes or like acne and like polos, right? Like they're polos. You can wear polos anywhere, but like they weren't being specifically targeted for golfers. Um, even like Stussy, like, you know, they made like pants with belt loops. You could wear those, but they weren't being like, targeted for golfers and and then you would just go to the see what people were wearing and it would be like you know very stretchy tight pants and and it was like that's not going to be very flattering on 90 percent of um the men who are playing body types yeah exactly and steven's like these this is not giving me like good move action right here so moves out i mean those are all vintage those ernie l's like top type of like gigantic baggy pga pants that i'm wearing now they're all vintage late 90s, early 2000 pants that I found, about like four pairs. Yeah. But I wanted to bring something back. Like 20 years ago, I was doing marketing for Nike, working with B-Win, right? And all that and doing all the stuff. And That's when we met. Yeah. And we started talking about these oh, things. I remember you told me like the Blue House or something. We, had, like we started that. the Blue House, yeah. right? And we were doing all this energy marketing. And at that point, you know, shoes were actually rare, right? There was... Never in a million years, I think a shoe, pair of shoes would be $500,000, like something crazy like that. Or like eBay, like you know, just things that we had access to, right? And I had to get put, not in check, but someone had to let me know, right? And when you get, let's say, for instance, anywhere from a size nine to a 15 men's shoe, mm -hmm. nine is very common. Now the eight and a half or eight because of China, really common, right? And the K-pop thing, whatever. So if you have rare dunks or anything, right? If you had anything over a size 13, so let's say, for instance, a rare pair of shoes, golf, men's shoes, dunks, whatever, men's shoes at a nine to 10 and a half, let's say they're $300, okay? Mm -hmm. Size 13, $500. Size 15, seven, $800, right? And I started realizing this, right? If you bought a size five, which is a women's six and a half, if you bought a size five and a half, women's seven, these are very common sizes for women. Mm -hmm. These shoes were 175 or maybe $25 over retail. And then the women got hit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So now a $500 pair of shoes that are hot, they're $1,500, $2,000 for a size five and a half and a six. So a lady goes, Ben, women spend six times more money on stuff than men do. So they're already buying stuff crazy. So now my son, who's a five and a half and a seven women's, all his shoes are all messed up. You're trying to get like a really cool yeah. pair. So when I saw that and you guys did the women's stuff, I was like, oh, it's over for this brand and I don't want to say the brands, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they thought they got it, but like they don't. 
I, and then that's like, it was just timing, I think is like everything. I think timing is is so important and like how you launch it. And like, we really need to establish ourselves like in the golf space. And with men's, I thought like that was just a broader market at the time, but like m- women are like the fastest growing segment in the golf industry, like recreationally, like, and so there's just an opportunity for us to like, you know, tell that just to grow that side of our, our business and really like introduce more people to the sport. And that's what we wanted to do with men's and that's what we are doing with men's. And so yeah. now it's like, okay, let's bring, let's bring the women in and you know. But like, what I mean is like, I look at the Nike women's skirt, right? Yeah. When it's a little longer, it's cute. Girls, what's going to do? They're going to size down, right? So they could make it shorter, whatever, and make it cool. Then I go look at aloe. Skirt's way better looking. Now it's double the price. Yeah. But still, and you can't get it because... You know, it's like a tennis skirt, golf skirt, whatever. And some girls are wearing it as fashion. They're not even wearing it on a golf course. Yeah. And and that's inspiring. Like when we would spend time in Korea, like I would, like we go to Korea the first couple of times we went to Korea and like the way athleisure was being worn here, like golf apparel is being worn there. So people are walking around, like doing their grocery shopping or shopping in their golf outfits because it's comfortable. The same way here where women are wearing leggings and like sneakers and sports bras. And so I was like, oh, wow. And then I'm like, this is, great like this is amazing but then he showed me the skirt i looked at it i don't have a deal with aloe so i don't care but i was like this ain't the same quality now of course your price point marks what it is but people are going to gravitate towards the better looking product from someone who's very fashion conscious like you are so i'm just fully supportive of it thank you and i think that um that's just a whole different ball game now another thing i noticed too when i was buying my son's clothes very little for junior golf for kids between like eight and 12. There's very little. Even mm-hmm. the Nike stuff is limited. Whatever Jalen wrote, it's, it's hard to get. I was able to get my kids a couple cool Nike Tory Pine shirts, certain things. I know you guys are doing a couple things. You did some collabs, but you guys need to own that space because my it's son's coming. not going to wear it at the golf course. It's coming. This shit just takes so long sometimes. You know we what I mean? We have to have enough family members to like actually make it happen. So like, <laughs> I've been working on juniors and youth so long that by the time it comes out, my kids won't even be able to fit it anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I designed it for Remy. You know, He's about to go to small our, our, Lucci's already a men's small. Yeah. So you're, yeah, yeah, my son yeah. Ryder is only, he's about to be nine this weekend and he wears a men's small. So what I'm, but what I'm saying is, yeah. it's still hard for him to find something swaggy. You know what I mean? So oh, like, totally. There's nothing I, I think it's there. cool because like, we do it, we're doing it differently. We're like, we're not thinking about like, how much money you can make as the first thing that we're doing, right? We're like, every brand will tell you like, youth's hard, it doesn't make any money. It's it's like selling youth golf clothes. Like the reason pol- like Nike makes four colors and they make shorts, pants, polos, quarter zips, that's it. It's because like they have to do such high quantities and then they have to figure out distribution for it. And it's like, what's the fucking, what are we doing this for? Like yeah. we could just sell Air Force Ones and like, make money like why are we taking the energy a pop but kids want to be fresh too i'm just 100 you know? yeah, no, like, i'm like, doing it like designing it for my kids right and for your kids and your kids and like thinking of it on that level and then like if you focus on what you're doing it for and there's a good intention and you're doing it for to make something better obviously it'll make money too yeah. you know but it's very hard when those big huge corporations have 
shareholders and mm-hmm. and numbers they have to hit. And it's not them, about what's, with them. It's not about what's cool. It's what's profitable. What's yeah. gonna like? How how can we keep our spending margins so low, but our profit margins coming in so high? When you just trying to make something dope and cool, it's like who gives a damn about how much it's gonna make or how much it's gonna how much it costs? If it's dope, it's gonna. It's, the inspiration behind it is going to mean way more than the price point. Yeah. All right. I just want Remy and Lucci, my kids, to be like, Dad, that's f- that's fire. Yeah. You know, like, like I won. That's, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's, that's it. Father year that's it. That. That's all. I'm Our kids are the same age. When London was born, I remember he was my first kid. So of course he had like four Gucci outfits and Dior fits, yeah. and then you figure out, yo, dude, this is stupid as hell. So stupid. You know, it's like, yeah. look, he's wearing old navy, you know, but whatever, but just comfortable stuff, gosh, Nike gosh, stuff here gosh, and there, Oshkosh, oh, Carnage, whatever. But his uncle got him like a Balenciaga T-shirt and a hoodie. And I'm talking, this is just a basic thing. But I was like, no, that wasn't nine hundred dollars for that hoodie, bro. You're tripping. Again, it's a brand I don't care about for whatever reason, whatever. Now, if it was $800 and it was Malvin, different thing because I'm supporting a brand that I really understand that got don't kids. Don't ever buy thing. anything. Don't ever buy anything, even Malvin, for $900. Tiny. I'm just saying. <laughs> not for a 10-year-old. By the way, you know, a Malvin joking, Polo in totally Korea is 500 joking. You know what I mean? Yo, so I know. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, that was a joke. But yeah, no, I totally get it. I think, I'm just saying I'd rather support that for people who actually want the kids to look for it. It just was like, this was just, this was bogus. I'm, I'm a guilty, this. I'm a guilty, like, um. I would buy the clothes, the expensive stuff for my kids too. Like Trico Field was this one store, like a Japanese store in Beverly Hills. And like, I love that store. I would, and, and they grow out of it. I still have bins in our garage of what like- you talking about? I have Hermes baby towels yeah. and all that stuff, everything I use with my son and all that stuff. I won't get rid of it. I know you can't. It's like, it's, it's just- I'm just go out there and just say, y'all was bugging. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ain't no way. I got my daughter a little like Louis bag, like literally that the youngest one uses now. Yeah, my there oldest, you go. I got that for my yeah. oldest, and that was the only, and that was it, and that was literally because I knew I was gonna have more kids, and, and, and it was no, that's smart. Like, Just keep them uh, coming. We do have me down all the time. You're talking to a person who's literally got five Goyard bags in one with him right now. He got a briefcase with a fucking tchotchke. Okay. How many Goyard bags you got on you right I got now? like three, but that's, <laughs> but you know what? I understand that. And he's a grown adult, dog. He appreciates it. The kids ain't gonna good. appreciate that. Hey, that, that yeah, they just gonna bag. run through that's it. Gonna, what? That's gonna be left on the front porch. Look. Like, yo, where's your bag at? <laughs> JR said something to me that hit different when I was gonna go play that pro-am. He said, don't bring that staff bag, dog. Like it's three sponsors on there, Ben Baller this big. He goes, don't, don't bring that staff bag. And I remember last minute, and then I hit up Mike and all because he goes, fuck JR, what do you mean? Don't listen to JR, bro. Wear that bag because he want the, the views and I get a lot of engagement. And I thought about <laughs> it. And I remember the both bags on the thing and I thought about JR. I was like, nah, bro, if I don't shoot four under, I can't have this bag. No, nah, you can't show up with no, that 100%. bag. So I didn't show up with the bag. My son for his birthday, this boy got him a Gucci backpack. I said, you know what? Fuck that. It's my son. Let him swag out. And I thought about what JR said about the whole thing. I can't have my son play. It's like the big GGs everywhere. And uh, I was like, you know what? No. It's Even though it goes to private school. Failure, bro. Yes, it, you're right. <laughs> so you know what I did? Holding up for my daughter, because that's different. She's a girl. You're doing I don't mind that. So you're teaching him stuff. No, they got regular backpacks. They got the uh, the <laughs> Yoshida <know>. Porter. Bro, <laughs> all the sandbag is when we come here. Every time everything else, I got a little carry bag. Little Jones bag, throw my clubs in. I'm just it's lighter, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I'm on a move. I ain't got time to be on. I there. think like a funny thing in golf too is like uh, from a family perspective is like you know women are always like oh we're golf widows or like I'm like 
what are you guys talking about? Like, let them go play golf, please. Mm -hmm. I remember my mother-in-law, Erica's mom, Dina, she was like, no, golf's really good for a marriage because like it gets, it, it gives you separation where the wife can go do whatever the fuck she needs to do and you can go play golf with your friends and it's a healthy habit. And then after that's all done during in. the day, you come back and you have dinner and everyone's happy and you see the there kids and then you, it gives you something healthy to motivate Everybody you and needs keep a little you alone getting time, going. You know? No, for sure. You gotta miss, right? you gotta, I gotta be able to miss you. you exactly. Know? Man, bro. So I think that's something that like, is like, you know, I mean, I get it. Like there's always these funny memes that Steve and I will send to each other. Like, we'll be like, oh honey, like, um, can you help me with this? He's like, yes, like just funny, like golf memes, but like in, in like general, like I'm like, yeah, listen, like as long as it's healthy and you're not leaving my car on the freeway after, because you've just been like having too much fun on the golf course. Right. Um, it's all good. Like that Uber. Like the one time you did that. Remember? Oh my God. <laughs> on the 405. I got got by Lakeside. Oh my God. The Lakeside, Lakeside got me. The lakeside poor got oh, me and driving back to Manhattan Beach up the 405. I'm in Cabo at like a bachelorette. I run out of gas in the fast lane. On the 405. <laughs> After the <laughs> lakeside poor. See, you know, I thought it was only I made a run liquor. for it. He ran over the freeway and left my car on the freeway. I mean, yeah, I don't know about that, bro. Yeah. I've never done that before. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's never, ever. Talk about hey, it, so see you later. Safe. Well, Erica, you're the best. Thank you for coming oh, on. So Thank you for joining us. Thank yeah. you. The boss. The real boss. Remember the boss that, with everybody. The boss is dog. Tita yeah, Erica. Exactly. I'm like, this <laughs> This is the dog. Tita Erica. Yeah, exactly. And we will see you all next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love. Thank you.